podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Well, another international break is here, which means you get to hear from three Yanks. It's the Anfield Index U.S. podcast, I-95 edition, which means you get me, your host, Justin Wells, and joining me from the state of New Jersey, Kev Hegarty. Kev, how you doing? Good. Back in the saddle again. Another international break. You get us three fools together and uh, see what we got to say. And and, 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 book, and bookending uh, the I-95 corridor. Down and just outside Philadelphia, the man, the myth, the legend, Joey Connors. What is up, fellas? Nice to be back again. It's, it's, it, it is good to be talking to football. Thankfully, the international break is coming to an end. Uh, it's an international break that's had some, uh, some, I don't want to call it controversy because I don't view racism as a controversial topic. I view it as just a, an unfortunate blight upon society. Uh, but, I don't really want to talk that much about that because it's just going to bum me out. Instead, uh, this podcast is going to be me opening my third eye and Joey and Kevin uh, getting to getting to answer what's coming from the recesses of my brain. So I guess, uh, you know, within reason. So I guess we're, we're going to start. Thought. It's a scary thought. It is. So I guess we're going to start this with, uh, you know, something that uh, harkens to our opponents on on Sunday. You know, we've lived through United being very, very good, and now also being quite poor. So it's a two-sided question. Which United player do you hate most? And it doesn't have to be now. It can be all your time as a Liverpool fan. The United player that you hate most or just, you just like really just killed you most, and the United player that you wish played for Liverpool. Kevin, you get to take us away on this one first. Jesus Christ, what a question. Um glad you got it first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we yeah, we have no we had no agenda today. There's so no preparation. Joey, the you're only, coming in blind. Yeah, I just want to make it clear to everybody the only person who knows the questions being asked are me. Um God hated the most. And what player would I wish played for Liverpool? Wow, that's really tough. Um, okay, so I hated the most. Oh, I'm throwing this one here team... and here. You cannot say Ronaldo. Oh, okay. Well, because he's probably the answer to both questions. But um, the... that's true. That is true. <laughs> okay, so we rule out Ronaldo. So in my lifetime, because I'm sure there's players prior to this, like you could probably say you'd want George Best, but I didn't see him play. So, um, in my lifetime. I always really wanted Berbatov on our team. I know he probably wouldn't have fit um, to any style that we were playing, but I just always liked him as a player. When he went to United, it really annoyed me. Um, so maybe Berbatov. Uh, yeah, I'll stick with him. He's the only one kind of shows up at the top of my head. Um, most hated. God, all of the class of 92. Uh, but... The the worst one. I have no idea. There's been so many. I didn't like Ince early on. I know he came to play for us, but um, and I also didn't like. And Rooney used to annoy the shit out of me, especially because my uncle was a blue nose, and he used to be like, "This kid's the greatest player ever." And then I laughed when he left, and then he just fucking won everything at United. But um, maybe Rooney. But I actually, uh, yeah. It's got to be a toss-up between. It's probably Rooney and anybody of the class of '92, even though they were pretty talented players. Yeah, let's say Rooney and the entire class of '92. <laughs> the entire class of '92. I'm gonna have to force you to narrow that down. Okay. Um, I didn't mind. Okay, so I did not like either of the 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 Neville brothers, for sure. Okay. Especially Gary. Yeah. So want to be clear: Neville brothers from New Orleans, good. Neville brothers from Manchester, bad. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on board with that. Yeah, Gary. And I believe the Neville brothers of Manchester's dad is called Neville Neville. But anyway. Yes. Um, yeah. So Wait, what? Funny. I yes. think his first name is I Neville. Think, 
It's true. I'm, I'm fairly certain that's true. So, like, yeah. I, and, if so and if it's not true, it is now. So, so I worked with a guy named George George, but like he was Southern Indian, and that was like a naming convention of the place he was from. So, like that yeah. at least made sense. Neville Neville is, I think he's a like, he's from Manchester. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't think there's like, like I, I don't know like the 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 entire family lineage of the of the Neville family, but like I don't think they come from a place where like probably getting two the, the same surname and last name or and uh or, you know same first and last name are uh are common dude i i, I honestly honestly god i just looked it up yeah it's, neville, right. neville. it's yeah. neville neville i just looked it up too he was and a he cricket, was, cricket. yeah he's a british cricketer yeah that's so funny and anyway. it's spelled exactly the same okay yeah. this podcast so that's, is so that's not his fault that's his parents fault so that's yes. gary's grandparents fault um but <laughs> But yeah, so I'm gonna, I'll say Gary Neville. There was a few. I actually didn't mind Beckham as much as people did. He was kind of the playboy, but you know, as far as the whole class of 92, and I thought that like, Giggs and Skulls were probably the most talented of the bunch. Um, but yeah, I just hated Gary Neville. <laughs> so I'll stick with him for most hated. Uh, I can make a case for a ton of players. Um, and probably I, I like Berbatov for our team. Somebody like Yap Stam could be would would be another one, but uh, I'll say Barbatov. So Neville and Barbatov. All right, Joey. How about, how about you? And then I'll give you guys mine. All right. Um, I'll start with a uh, player I would like to have been on Liverpool, and that's Roy Keane. Um, God, that's a good answer. I don't know why I didn't say that. Yeah, I I, I just like that kind of player. Um, we can't use Cristiano, and I, I wouldn't use him anyway. I know he's great. I hate Cristiano, but it, there's a lot of, I mean, I hate David Beckham, but my most hated is going to go to Howard Webb. Oh, go with the curveball. <laughs> what an answer. Okay, but you actually have to give someone who actually played for United, not their 12th man. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, man. I really hate Wayne Rooney. I don't care. If, I, I don't live in Liverpool. I'm not from Liverpool. I don't care that he's from Liverpool. I hated Wayne Rooney. I still hate Wayne Rooney. His face. I, I just don't like him. I'm going to go Wayne Rooney. There's a, there's a lot to go from. The Neville's are easy. Well, Gary Neville's easy. Um, obviously Cristiano's easy. Uh, Giggs is very easy to hate because he's a scumbag. Um, but yeah, I'm going to, I got to go, uh, Wayne Rooney. I could go back further, but I don't know who listens to these pods. And I don't mind Gary now. I just when he was a player, ugh, I did not. It's it's, it's, you only can consider the playing career. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even now. And by the way, annoying. Ryan Giggs did um, shag his brother's wife during his playing career, so that does count. (laughs) Yes, that's why I was like, I was going to say him, but I'm like, you know, I just Wayne Rooney is just. I, I, nobody will ever agree with me. I just think he's one of the most overrated footballers. I, I nobody will ever agree with me, but that's just my opinion. Maybe yeah. it's just my Manchester United hate. Yes, yeah. so, I think from age twenty-five on, I would agree with you. I think between like sixteen and twenty, yeah, he yeah. was probably the best player, and it definitely in his age group. And mm-hmm. then he was borderline world class when he got to like twenty, twenty-one. And then it just, he was in decline and people were just completely oblivious, either oblivious or just pulling the wool over their eyes because he was never as good as people thought towards the end. See, I had a United fan who worked for me who uh, referred to him as the white Pele. And it really, really, oh, really man. didn't endear Wayne Rooney into, into my heart. But to give you the, give me my answers. Uh, there were three guys I thought about as far as the one I wish we had. Um, Vidic, uh, Tevez. Yeah. And, yeah. and Mata. But of those three, I'm going with Tevez because I just love Carlos Tevez. Um, and the one I hate. He's a great player. Yeah. I, I love Carlos Tevez. The one I hate most is you see him tackle once and you just are like, Oh, how do you get away with that? It's fucking Paul Scholes, right? Great player. <laughs> yeah. But watching Paul Scholes yeah. tackle anybody just makes, just puts like put a shiver down my spine because it was so clumsy and lazy and, and, uh, Pretty, pretty damn painful to, to watch because he just couldn't do it. But a, a very, very, very good player. I mean, Scholes, I think, was one of the best English midfielders I've ever seen in, I've seen yeah. in my life. But I think he's, full stop, I think he's just one of the best central midfielders I, I think I've, I've watched in the Premier League. But yeah, easy. We're easy. also going to stick, uh, in the realm of, uh, Manchester United and Liverpool 
for the next question, your favorite goal scored by a Liverpool player against United? Joey, you get the honors of this one. Oh, man. Um, shit. Danny Murphy's free kick. <laughs> uh, uh, you know what? I'm going to go first and answer my own question and give you guys a moment to think because I knew because I already know my answer on this one. I was between two. Go ahead. Dosena to go 4 1 solely for the cheek <laughs> and the disrespect. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know what? I'm going to go. I was stuck between Gerard kissing the camera on, on his on his two PK on his two penalties, but I think I'm going to do Torres's and then holding up the five fingers. Those are both. Yeah. That, that's a, that's a good answer, Kevin. You can't reuse my Dosena shout. Yeah, that's. I was going to make a joke about it, but um, that the Torres one is that's the same match, right? Because that's the first one where he just roasts yeah, Vidic. It's, 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 it's Torres. Torres roasts Vidic. Killed him. Gerard Gerard scores the penalty, the Aurelio free kick where Vandersar just doesn't even move, and then Dosena with his second yeah, with, re- with his second lob yeah. of the week yeah. over a, a world class keeper. Yeah, that's uh, those are good. Yeah, that Torres one is great because Vidic was legitimately it's legitimately the best defensive partnership in the league and Vidic would just shit himself every time Torres played and just every single time he was either getting sent off or or just gives up a goal and damn that was Torres at his best RIP um yeah that's a good one the DeSanto one's good I uh that first the first Steven Jarrett goal against United do you guys remember when he's uh I think he was wearing number 17 at the time so that's kind of um, the age I'm thinking, like, like two, early 2000s. Yeah, it's got to be 2000 or yeah, 01. I think, if I'm remembering right, he like dribbles through, a bu- dribbles past a bunch of people and he just lets fly. And then he does the face forward slide in the corner to the corner flag and everybody just jumps all over him. Um, I think that one is my favorite. Um, I can't remember what year it was. Though. I just, I just remember the celebration and kind of his, cause Gerard has that very like particular way of running. Um, you just kind of remember him running and kind of gliding past everybody. And this is when he was young. So he's like really explosive still. And he just drills this one in and he just keeps running to the corner, you know, like when he knows he scored and he just dives and like does like a, almost like a belly flop and just slides to the corner and everybody kind of jumps on top of him. I think that's my favorite against United. But the other two, like the Desena one, was ridiculous. It just, and then you know, we also beat Madrid that week. Yeah, Desena scored a so that was like over a huge week to yeah, make it to make it four week. nil. And uh, God, that team should have done so much more. But um, yeah, that's a big week. And that that Torres, as soon as you roast them, it's just like, yeah, this game, we're just controlling this, and we did, we just destroyed them. But yeah, yeah, well, good times. I watched that game in Buenos Aires. I was wearing a Javier Mascherano. Even jersey. I was wearing a Javier Mascherano Liverpool jersey that I actually wore into the Boca Stadium, and didn't realize that this was a bad idea until well after I had left oh, the Boca yeah. Stadium. Yeah, not not smart. I did go to a Boca Juniors game the next day and actually wore a Boca Juniors jersey in there because I went on non game day and mm. uh, learned my lesson. Don't don't do that. Like you're, <laughs> you're just gonna get, you'll get dirty looks if it's a non game day, but on a game day, if you ever go to La Bombonera, uh, wear a Wear Boca colors or wear white, uh, just makes life generally easier. Uh, <laughs> and finally, to complete a hat trick of questions relating to the fixture on Sunday, the Manchester United win against Liverpool that made you feel worst. God, any of them? Um, I'm trying to remember like a real bad beat. Oh, you know what made me feel worst? It was when we lost one nothing and John O'Shea scored. Do you remember that game? Oh yeah, that was awful. Ugh. And just because it was him and he was just like a he was terrible as a player and he just I can't like it was right at the end of the game. It, it kind of, I, I believe it probably should have been a draw or maybe it was one of those games where we kind of had the upper hand and he just, and I just remember feeling totally deflated after that. That's kind of the only one I can think of at the moment. I'm sure they'll all come flooding back soon. So thanks, Justin. Joey? 
Um, yeah, I, it's, uh, all the, all the, I don't, I don't like to remember losses. Um, it's a hard, really hard question to answer, to be honest with you. Uh, I, ah, damn it. I, I, I honestly, God, do, I do, I can't give you one. I can, I, I, last year was frustrating, but we didn't lose that, right? That was a draw. It was a nil-nil draw. Yeah, that would, that was, that, I mean, I know it was, I don't, I hate to use just last year, but that was just disgusting because, Results like that are what is why we didn't win the title, and, and they were fucking terrible. So <laughs> yeah, they were fucking exactly. They're fucking terrible, just like they are now. And it was we didn't even try to attack. And I, I, it's a weird thing. It's a dichotomy of the of them two teams playing each other. It's like I'm just trying to think of a really bad loss that we suffered. I know all the all the great ones that pop into my head. I really, I mean, they beat us so many goddamn times in a row. I'm just trying to remember the worst one. I, I can't give you an exact one. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I, I've, I've got, I've got two that really, well, three that really do it for me that are just awful ones. Uh, one at least has an amusing, uh, side part, but all three of them involve sending offs. Mascherano just completely losing his shit. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, that no, was... I know. Yeah, you just fucking remember yeah, the, the Gerard stamp after 38 seconds. But at least there's yeah. one that, yeah. at least there's one that has some sort of like, uh, comic revelry in it, which is the 2-1 loss at, uh, Anfield. Gerard scores the opening goal, and then John Joe Shelby gets sent off for going in high. Mm-hmm. But at least has the, the balls to tell Fergie off when walking off the pitch. Yeah, he did tell him to go fuck himself, and then he yeah. apologized for it. Yeah. <laughs> But the the reason I asked that last question was to get us back now into Liverpool because guess what? Those days of United dominating us, they're in the past. That team is a fucking disaster. Are you guys afraid of them at all on Sunday, especially if they're not going to have Pogba and De Gea? <laughs> uh, I am, and I think it's just PTSD. So it's like, we're so shit. At Old Trafford, like no matter what, no matter how good the team is, no matter how poor they are, no matter how good they are and how shit we are, we're always terrible at Old Trafford, at least in recent memory. And I, I, so I have like this little like niggling, like, what if we do, what if we, we have like the Leicester game over again and we just absolutely pull them apart, but we don't win the penalty. You know what I mean? So like the lesser game was probably one of the best, probably the best performance of the season. But if you looked at the scoreline that we needed a 95th minute penalty to win it or whatever it was, it just looks terrible on on paper. But we we fucking killed them. They had like two shots, one on target, and it went in, and it was a mistake. So I was like, it's just one of those games, and I have that sort of like always niggling feeling in the back of my mind. But as far as like on paper, no, I I got nothing on their team. There's me at all. They are they're better defensively than they have been in a while, but they just don't create anything. So there's nothing on paper that bothers me at all. Joey, is it the um, same PTSD for you? No, I don't. I don't think so because I just think I, I've seen this team under Klopp just be so resilient, and win so many big games, and I mean, of course, we we don't play well at Old Trafford, but I'm cu- really curious to see how United plays. Um, are they really going to play 10 guys behind the ball at home? Because I, I don't care how bad you are. You just can't do that when you're Manchester United. So if they try and attack, I think we're going to destroy them. Um, yeah, they're, they're decent defense. I mean, they actually are pretty good. Like Kev said defensively, but that there's nobody on that team who scares you anymore. I mean, you don't, you don't go, man, I'm feeling, I'm fearing that guy, that guy. Rashford, nah. Daniel James looks lively, but he's young. I I, I don't want to say too much to jinx it because I do believe in sports jinx, but um, no, I'm not afraid. I actually was more nervous about last game, which is crazy to say, but I was more nervous about the uh, Leicester game than I was this game. Oh, I, I was far more nervous about Leicester because as, as everything we could say, and uh, Kev, Kev, Kev knows my feelings on Brendan Rodgers because he got to read my diatribe on him from the LFCNY uh, preview email where I'm <laughs> suffice it to say my, my thoughts on him are, are I, I was me- I was as measured as I could be in it 
uh, because I didn't want to alienate anybody, but they're, they're not positive. I'm not a Brendan Rodgers fan. Never, never have been, never will be. Um, but all, all things considered, he's a significantly better manager than Solskjaer. Solskjaer, Solskjaer, like starting it off, Solskjaer's a bad manager, right? His he entire, is. his entire premise for how he had that team operating when he came in and got the boost from them was just to have them run more. But beyond that, there's been no tactical innovation. He hasn't figured out how to get the best out of Pogba, right? Um, Pogba does what Pogba does because of the fact that Pogba is a very good player. They don't have him. What's, where does the creativity come from, right? Because as good as, like, I, I think Daniel James and Marcus Rashford are decent Premier League players. I think Rashford could probably play at a top six side. I think James is a, a, a solid young player who's got some pace and trickery, but also, uh, is not good at disguising when he's diving. Uh, but I, 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 the, the thing there is going to be, so there, you figure that those two are going to play, right? Those two, if they're going to, if that team's going to play on the counter, those two are going to be big there, but who's releasing the ball to them, right? What's, what's, what's the midfield that's going to do that? Is it Fred? Fred can't pass, right? Is it Matic? Matic is basically dead. Is it going to be Scott? <laughs> the shell of a human being. Yeah. Is it going to be McTominay? McTominay's a, a championship player. Is it going to be? He's, he's probably been their best midfielder. That's the pathetic yeah. part. Is it going to be Mata? Mata, you can press at this point because he can't move. Great on the ball. Like I like Juan Mata as a player, and I liked him five years ago a lot. Yeah, but he's passed his, it now. The yeah. sell by date there has been long, long, long surpassed. So even if they're going to try to play us on the counter, how do they release the ball there? Oh, and you know what? Coming back to it. The only way in which they could have gotten the ball there, and I do have another entry for least favorite United player ever, was the only way they used to be able to do that was just hook the ball along to Fellaini and hope that he elbows your defender and gets the oh, before you can. That's yeah. a good shout. Yeah, <laughs> I hate I hate him, but I, I I still I still he's still an Everton player in my head. Yeah, yeah me too. His game yeah, was so, ugly. His game yeah. was ugly but effective. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's the reason why he plays for that national team, which is yeah. really good. But, uh, it's what, where, where's the threat there from them, right? And Wambasaka still, I think, recovering from an injury, so he might not even play. Sergio, Sergio Romero, you know what? Sergio Romero is a decent backup keeper, right? I'd probably say that that's not the worst backup keeper that they could have. But, agree. but realistically, is, do you, I would fear to he star for Argentina. He's Argentinian, right? Yeah, he's Argentinian. Yeah. yeah, he starts yeah. for them. But I would fear yeah. De Gea playing in net against us because he always knows who we are and just has his best games against us at this point. Yeah. We're the we're the only team that De Gea gets it up for anymore. But yeah, I, I seems that way. Yeah, but I don't really feel like uh, you know Romero's gonna Romero's gonna do it. I just I've got just so many questions around the pitch about what this team can do. I mean, Ashley Young still starts for them. Chris Smalling still sees time for this team. Ugh, it's, it's Isn't Ashley Young their captain? Ashley Young is their captain. Yeah, he took that, over that, from Antonio Valencia. Yeah, that that's that that should tell you a lot when Ashley Young is your captain. That's bad. I mean, <laughs> I remember I mean, wanting him when he was on Villa yeah. way back in the day. I think he was. A, I think he's been a solid Premier League player, and yeah. I mean won titles with him, so I don't think he could sit there and say that like Ashley Young is not a player you can win with because yeah. very clearly you can. Yeah, they've won. I mean, again, they they kicked our ass so many years in a row, and it's time for us to do the same. I mean, last year, again, we talked about it already, but last year we should have beat their balls. I just said beat their balls. We should have beat their brains in. Um there's no we just have to go out there and attack and not be afraid i think it's the venue that's it's not you know when you go there it's not an easy place to play if you guys have ever been to old trafford it's it's intimidating it can be i mean i hate them but i've been to a game there and it's intimidating when you're not rooting for them so but again we've played in so many big games we're champ we're european champions you're not getting a bigger game than that yeah And, and it's the same team so if it's going to be any year. Yeah, they shouldn't be rattled. They should just be calm. You know, it, we're on a great run right now. Again, we beat Leicester. That was a tough, really tough game, especially the timing of it. And, you know, we, you call it lucky, call it whatever you want to. It doesn't matter. We still won and 
I, I just can't see anything but a win. I, I Justin just you basically went through their whole lineup, and De Gea gets hurt in international break. Pogba's still out. I, I don't know where unless unless it's just a bunch of fluke goals or just lapses on our part. I don't see. Maybe they score a goal because they're at home. They're desperate. They need points. They haven't. I don't think they've won a game in six games. Or how? Yeah, that's. Imagine saying that about Manchester United. <laughs> like, just think about right. that for a second. In, in the time that we've all been alive, that's absurd. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just a. It's absurd. Is Martial still kicking around? Martial. That, that's the one. He's player. hurt too. I think. Yeah, he's. Yeah, hey, I wasn't been... sure if he's injured or not. He's a doubt fitness wise, but he's the one player if he passes a fitness test and like I always love that expression, like passes a fitness test. <laughs> I know, there's this weird phrases. It's like it's like it's like, it's like it's like what are they it's like what? Are they like gonna put sit there and be like, you know, he can touch his toes? Um, yeah, do ten pull ups, you're good. Yeah. So like, I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking of like the presidential fitness test. Like <laughs> you remember that shit? Yeah, yeah. like like uh-huh. Anthony Mar- <laughs> Anthony Martial like does something before they game and they give him like a button with Arnold Schwarzenegger and George W. Bush's picture on it. <laughs> so it, for anybody listening who doesn't know what the presidential fitness test was, there was <laughs> yeah, a short no, period of time no, no, no. in the nineteen nineties where Arnold Schwarzenegger uh was appointed as the presidential like uh the the presidential uh, fitness ambassador. And they had like this fitness test where it'd be like, if you could do like, like it was just like a, a ploy to get kids outside and playing back with like, you know, the beginning of video games, like get off your Genesis, stop playing Sonic and like go outside and like play with like the, the monkey bars at the, at, at, in your playground. But there was like, but like they were basically like, if you can like run a mile in less than 10 minutes, you know, you've passed the presidential fitness test. So that's what, we're, that's what I'm referring to here. Like that's why. The English term of a fitness test is always funny to me. But I guess one of the questions I want to ask then is going back to that nil-nil. Uh, do you guys think that that game was United? Because that's the last time we played against them. Do you guys think that that was United's game plan being perfectly figured out? Or do you think that that was just down to Klopp going with a midfield of Henderson, Fabinho, and Wijnaldum away from home, which seems to always be... One that gets through a lot of work, but doesn't really get through much creativity. Because remember, your fullbacks aren't going to be able to get as far forward away from home as they are going to be at Anfield. Yeah, I so, think it was... Sorry, Kefka. No, I was just going to say, like... Yeah, I, I I think... I mean, Henderson played a lot for England, but I think that is going to be the midfield. It's going to be Henderson, Fabinho, Ronaldo. I think we're going to do it again. But it just I'll, depends. In I want to interject hey. a question also, because, sure. and, the, and I want Joey to, to answer quickly at, at yeah. this point where we're talking about this midfield. Do you think Jordan Henderson is in really bad form at the moment? I think he's always in really bad form. <laughs> That's hard. Um, I, mean, I, I mean, specific. I mean specifically for him, because like we've seen peak. Yes. We've seen, like yeah. there was an upturn in form towards the end of last season from him. Listen, Jordan Henderson is a player. I, I don't. I don't have anything. Again. I say the same thing basically all the time about him. The guy, it, he's good at certain things, um, and he is. He does have some qualities that are decent. But yes, he is in really bad form. Uh, all season he has been. He's not. I guess he's he serves a purpose to to use a, a, a you know a term he serves a purpose but I don't think he should start this game. Kev's just said it made a good point of he, he did play a lot of the international break. This is a Nabi Kathy game for me. If you really want to you want to put your balls on the table and like this is what we're doing. This is a Nabi Kata and let your guys you you're good just attack. You have nothing to lose. You there's nothing to be afraid of on this team. Your your defensive are very good. I mean, I, I mean, I just don't understand like what, why would they play that midfield? And you're probably right. He probably will, because he likes to just frustrate the hell out of us. Even though we end up doing well in the end, um, it's still frustrating to see that no creativity lineup. But I think Kate should play. He's been training his ass off. He's been fine for weeks now. Uh, I I don't I don't know. I don't see that you're putting a lot of the same players out there like none yeah. of those guys are going to go out and attack they're just not going to do that it's not like genie went is not going to attack because he has jordan henderson on the pitch you watch him play for holland it's a it's a different you know i i, I complain about it too but 
people who say, well, he's playing a different role, they're right. And he is. He's playing further forward. He's not going to do that if Jordan Henderson's on the pitch. If Cade is on the pitch, he can do that. So why not do that? Have him attack. We're really sound defensively. Uh, you got Matt Tip back. I, I don't. I don't see what the problem is. I, it seems like it's pretty straightforward to me. But again, he'll probably do what you said, Justin, and do that vanilla bullshit that they did last last year. And that if you let that keep going and going and going and going, and then you don't change it, then yeah, they're they're, they're probably going to play for a draw in points because they know that we're better than they are. I think actually, now that I think about it, that it might be Milner. Fabinho won all them. I might even be fine with that, by the way. Right. Milner hasn't played in two weeks, and the way he played against Leicester, uh, I'll take that performance from James Milner in the midfield. Right, like I'd prefer to see Nabi Keita, but I'll take that performance from James Milner in the midfield any day of the week over what Henderson's turned out lately. Yeah, I mean, Hender- so circle back to the original question, or the second original <laughs> Henderson and as just as uh, as Joey was saying, does certain things well and doesn't do certain things well. But I think the problem recently is the things that he usually does well, he's not doing well. So he's he's definitely not in form. I don't know why he kept playing so much. If you're not in form, maybe just Klopp just wants him to figure it out. But I think this might be a good excuse to sit him now that he's. I think he played. God, he must have played a hundred and sixty, seventy, maybe a hundred minutes, hundred eighty minutes over international break because he. Definitely played against Bulgaria. I don't know if he played the whole game, and he played the whole, almost the whole game, or if not the whole game against uh, what did they play? Czech Republic. And um, so I think Milner might start, which is fine. He's a ball progressor. He just got no legs left. But Milner's extremely smart. So if you see like that goal that Mane scores, like that's all that's all Jimmy Milner setting. I mean, there's a lot to do at the end, but that's all Jimmy Milner setting that up. Um, which is fine, but I think to your guys' point, if if you see Keita, Wijnaldum, Fabinho on paper that day, if I'm United, I'm just shitting myself because you have the probably the best DM, one of the best DMs in the world, and then you have Keita, who's just a dribble machine and finds spaces and takes takes risks, and then you have generally Wijnaldum either playing the Henderson role or playing the Dutch role which is equally scary because he's just got an engine and he never loses the ball. Add that to the best front three in the league and and the best defense behind and the most creative fullback on the planet, then they're in trouble. So <laughs> I think either way, they're in trouble. I'm just looking through their lineup now, and I don't see... I know Mason Greenwood's been getting time, but he's another kid. If Martial's healthy, that's a little... makes me a little bit nervous. He's got a ton of skill. He's just been stuck on this team for so long. Um... I don't know what Pereira does. He's pretty useless. Um, that's about it. So, I mean, there's no, besides Daniel James, who knows? Fred, as you said, isn't creative. So there's nothing we should fear, fear from this team. This is like, they've been unlucky this season, to be honest, but they're not anywhere near. Like, I'd make the argument that Leicester's the fourth best team in the league. Um, I'd make the argument that they're the third best team in the league. You think so? You think they're better than Chelsea? I was gonna, I was gonna say I think they're better than Chelsea too. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, yeah, I, I mean, I could see it. I would definitely take that. I'm argument. glad that you guys <laughs> also argument. both said that Chelsea is better than Spurs. Spurs at this point, they're Spurs, Spurs, yeah. Spurs, and Spurs falling apart. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. I think Spurs. I I was big on Spurs on our last pod, and I I just don't know if it's they just the dressing rooms all fucked up, the chemistry's fucked up. I but think so. On, on talent alone, they have immense talent. Oh, on paper, yeah. On paper, I mean, they're the third best team in the league. Yeah, I mean, they were, they were, you know, they I know they had a lot of draws last year, and people always bring that up, but there's a reason they got to the Champions League final. That's oh, yeah. a really good team, which makes yes. me a little nervous and because if they ride out Solskjaer to the end, and then Poch wants out, yeah, United with Poch is a little United with Poch with money is a little scary to me. But so is Real Madrid too, and I have a feeling that's where he's going to end up. The issue, the issue though, yeah. for me with United isn't going to be whether or not Pochettino or Allegri, because I know Simeone's not going there, right? But if Allegri is not coaching at the moment, I could see him taking uh, a, a chance there because going from Juve to you want to go to another big side. The issue with United isn't going to, regardless of the, like, it's what they brought in Van der Sar to come back as their, uh, as their, I guess their director of football. But it doesn't matter as long as you have Ed Woodward making decisions. 
Yeah, the top, yeah. they have no idea where they're going. Yeah. And they'll ride it out as long as they keep making money. And they're the biggest branded football team in the world, them and United, them and Real Madrid. So what's, what's to stop them to keep going, doing what they're doing? Long may <laughs> continue. Worth every now and then, then fine. But it's, yeah, exactly. Long may it continue. So yeah, I mean, Allegri probably be the smart appointment just to, kind of steady the ship, but then they need a complete regut from top to bottom after that. So yeah, Poch is probably smarter to go to Madrid and he's an Espanol guy, so it's not gonna end up at Barça or anything like that. Yeah. So what I want from you two then is uh your elevens for for uh for Sunday before I start asking you some weird stuff again. Just Liverpool's? Yeah, just <laughs> Liverpool's. I don't care about United's eleven because I quite frankly don't want to think about it much further. All right, I'll go. I'll go for. Um, well, you know what? Allison's ready. Put him back in. I would start Allison in goal. Um, left back, Robbo. Right back, Trent. Matt Tip. VVD as your center backs. Uh, I, listen, you're probably you guys are probably right, and they're probably going to play Milner there, and it, I'm okay with it. I guess I'd like to see Keita in there, but I just don't know if Klopp will do that away at Old Trafford. I think that's too big of a gamble. So it'll probably be Milner, Wijnaldum, and um, Jesus, who am I forgetting? Sorry, it's late, and I'm tired. Fab. Yeah, Fabinho, excuse me. And then the front three is the front three. Um, I know they had international breaks, and they fly back. They got, got back pretty late, I think, but I can't see why. Oh, Salah Sal- Sal- didn't go anywhere, I'm pretty sure. And nope. uh, Firmino and... Um, Mane played each other, so uh, yeah, I, I think the front three is the same. The midfield is Fabinho, Wanyanam, probably Milner. I want it to be Keita, but probably he's going to be Milner. And the back four, and I would definitely put Allison back in. Alright, and uh, Kev, what would you do? Well, what I do is what Klopp's going to do. Uh, it's what you would do. What I would do, I'd start Ali and the and goal. Uh, the back four, the usual back four of uh, Rabo and, uh, VVD Matip and the best fullback on the planet. Um, and then same midfield as Joey. I do Keita, Wijnaldum, Fab, and then the lads up front. Um, Klopp is going to play Milner, I think. And I think Adrian's going to start in goal. Um, I know Allison's just back throwing him in a way to United. I don't know if Klopp would do that. I mean, Allison's got massive balls, so it doesn't like he wouldn't care. But, um, but I think Klopp plays Adrian just because to kind of reward him for the work he's been doing for us because he's been legitimately one of the better goalkeepers in the league. Um, and uh, he'll play. Yeah, I play Miller in the midfield with Ronaldo and Fab, and I everybody else the same. I think Matip comes back in, um, and the subs will probably be a Rigi. Maybe Keita, maybe Hendo if he does three, I think. Um, but yeah, I would go with basically with what, what Joey said if it right. was me. Yeah. So I'm going to throw in a curveball. I'm going to throw a curveball as to what I would do, right? I back four, front three, keeper. I agree with you guys. I'd, br- I'd bring in Alice in the second. He's healthy. I go with the Matip Van Dyke partnership because that's the best thing. That's the best center back partnership in world football at the moment. Fullback's obvious because that's the best fullback pairing in world football right now. Front three because that's the best front three in world football right now. But uh, some people just want to see the world burn, and I'm one of those people. Um, I go <laughs> I go Wijnaldum, Fabinho, and the Ox. I just have Oxlade-Chamberlain just that's fucking run at them. Just run yeah. at them for 60 minutes of just Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain running at them. And then, you know, once they're softened up, I replace them. I love Nabi Keita. I want to see him play. I just can't see Klopp throwing. Actually, you know what? Though? I could see Klopp throwing him in at the deep end here because he did start him at uh, the Camp News. So I think mm-hmm. Klopp actually trusts Nabi Keita more than people think. It's just a, a matter of how healthy Keita is. But yeah. I would throw the ox in here because basically I would. I just want to see someone rip ridiculously hard shots at Sergio Sergio Romero. <laughs> that's and a good idea. There is yeah. nobody just we have who shoots from Gerard distance. Screamers from the Ox, there's nobody we have yeah, there's nobody we have who shoots better from distance than him. Like nobody. 
Fuck it. Throw throw Trent midfield and put uh, Gomez out right. <laughs> <laughs> Just crowd them. Yeah. It's, it's but, not a bad shout well, because it's we need creativity uh, there. Power, they're going to sit back. Well, that, that was what my, that's that's what my point was. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, I mean, that's why I want to see Kate because it's if you're going to throw out that midfield, you know, as good as our front three is. You just never know. They're going to have games where they're going to. You may only get two chances. If you miss them, you might either lose or you're going to have a bad draw. That you can't draw there. That's a bad draw. Yeah, yeah. no, it's it is. not going to be a transition game. So it's you need something we, that runs at them. It's, which, yeah. which, which for us is it, we all agree on that. It's just the question. That, you know, you guys are saying you'd go Kate, I'd go the Ox, but basically it's a just dribble similar, into the box. Yeah, it's a similar basically. concept. Someone who actually will try to carry the ball in the box. Uh, I think. Yeah. I think I've, it's just more that I've seen Ox be willing to shoot from distance a bit more than Kata, and I think that that just gives a team that's sitting back, uh, like United might, a little bit more to think of, also in particular with a backup keeper. Right. Yeah, no, I, I just, yeah, rip shots from distance and and then just have Mo and Mane just continuously dribble into the box and Firmino just create space for everybody. Yeah. And that should be enough, but... Actually, yeah, that, that'll be enough. All right. So here, here's the question I want to ask you guys. Assume we win one nil. Who do you want to see score that one goal? There's something that the cop wants you to know. <laughs> the best in the world. His name is Bobby Formino. Our number nine, give him the ball and score every time. All right. So, si, senor, give the ball give to the ball, Bobby. Bobby. He will score. Cool. Yeah. I want to see Bobby score just for the fucking celebration. Yeah. How about how about you, Kev? Um, I want Trent if it has to be one person, yeah, just because he's the only scouser on the pitch. Yeah, the scouser in our team. Yeah. All right. So for me, once again, because I like anarchy and I like to see the world burn. Um, if we're gonna win one nil, I want a 90th minute Jordan Henderson screamer. <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> just give the captain his due. Just I, go ahead. Well, no, it's like the it's Chelsea not, goal. It's, yeah, but it's not because yeah, of, it, it's not because of the fact that I it's not because I have any particular like special affinity. Although I I actually kind of like the guy because I actually think he's like a very decent person, and I think he's probably actually extremely good for the dressing room because to a man, yeah. everybody loves him. Everybody seems to love him. But it's more because of the fact that I just want to see Twitter explode. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I listen. I like the guy too. He's probably a good dude. He seems like a good dude. But then I watched the game and. If he puts that fucking cross in one more time it's from the so box, ineffective. It's what it's, it's like he does the same thing over and over. I'm like, dude, can you not do anything else? Like, just, just don't do that. Just kick the ball backwards like you usually do, and it's fine. Stop clipping in crosses that go are going to nobody. I just want him to run into the box like twice. He, I don't, dude. I'm telling you. I don't think he trusts his body to do it anymore. I don't think he does either. But and I, that's what the problem is. It and is the problem. It's, it's, no, it, it, I, I agree with you. It's just if you look at when Jordan Henderson has good games, what ends up happening is he ends up getting into the box. Like that's what yeah. and that's and that's what I want to see if he's going to do that. But yes, part of my you know once again I I, I like I like chaos and Jordan Henderson scoring a, a game winning goal at Old Trafford late in a game as a substitute would be. Perfect chaos for me. Just now, lights Twitter up for two weeks. For two, oh, yeah. yeah. For, <laughs> it, it would be, it, it's, you know, some people just want to see the world burn, and I'm one of them. I mean, look, and here's the thing about all these midfielders. We have seven games in 21 days, so every single one of them is going to have to play. And if Jordan, Henderson, if Jordan Henderson is in, like, you know, what we all perceive to be bad form for him at the moment, like, that needs to change quickly because, like it or not, guys, he's, he's going to play quite a bit. Klopp, the, the manager likes him. Um, the only other person that I could see scoring a more unlikely goal would be Adam Lalana, but like, I, oh god, I, I've gone too far down that rabbit hole to basically want to see that. So I don't think you can kick a ball that hard anymore to score, can you? You know, I I don't know, I don't know if you can, but I, I saw. Do you guys remember the goal he scored against Leicester in the first game where they opened the new main stand? The, just that absolute rip. Yeah, uh, he God. That Adam Lallana that existed for three months was absolutely amazing. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. was really good then. Yeah, he was. It was three months. It was basically like, you know... That was uh, the game when Lucas Leva passed it to Jamie Vardy in front yes, of the goal. Yes, yes, it is. It is. <laughs> yeah. I, I watched that game at, uh, at, at uh, 
the Gorgeous Gale in Houston, Texas, the home of LFC uh, Texas. Shout out to LFC. Nice. Uh, shout out to LFC Houston. Uh, but uh, to 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 wrap things up, because you know we're 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 running close to uh, my bedtime. Um, thus far, we've had a bunch of players who have had very 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 good performances on the season. You know, we're we're eight wins from eight, twenty four points, eight points clear at the top of the league at the moment, right? That which is which is very nice, but I'd like to see that in thirty more games with with, with that uh that remaining. Or realistically, it only has to be that way after another thirty. Uh, really, we just need to ride this for another twenty eight games because that would make us uncatchable. Um, my question here is going to be for the both of you: Who's your player of the season so far? So Joey, you get the honors of this, and this one I warned you guys about. So you have you have to answer this one with thought. Uh, Sadio Mane. That's a, that's a good answer. Sadio Mane, and he's just took, taking this game to another level. I, I I love Mo Salah, but I you know I, I don't want to see stats. I don't want to see your fucking something 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 every minute. Sadio Mane has been the best player, and he's just stepped this game up, and he's been incredible. All right, Joey. How about I mean Kevin? How about you? Um, you can make a case for a bunch of people. Uh. It's probably for me. It's I, I mean I completely agree with Joey that Mane probably within the last twelve to eighteen months has kind of ratcheted up a notch, and he's a big reason why we were so good last season, um, and this season sort of carrying us when we needed goals. Um, but I think it's Bobby. Um, I just think I've seen there was one game where he kind of was just non-existent. That may have been the Champions League though, but um, the rest of the games he's just been killer like old like Bobby Firmino at his best that we used to have like towards the end of last season he was just sort of I think he was just beat up and tired and just he was just putting his body on the line and doing everything he could to get us over the line thank god he did because we did get over the line in the end but I think this season you just see him in the beginning he's just been he's trying to score goal of the season every match is pretty pretty much what I see from him and uh you know, and, and this isn't a stats pod, but his underlying numbers are great. Um, so I, I'm going to give it to Bobby for me now. But again, like Salah, even though people said he's been quiet, his numbers are great too. And Mane's numbers are great. So as long as those three are firing, we're, and I kind of agree with Simon Brundish, if the, the, the next four Premier League games, I think it's four now. If we win those, I think we've won the league already, <laughs> but. It's a big ask. So, um, but for me, he's, a, he's a Yankees fan. Don't listen to him. Yeah, well, I'm sure he's not. I'm sure he's hurting after uh, Astros last night. Listen, guys, if there's a Yankees, if there's a Yankees Nationals World Series, I'm gonna be very upset. Uh, I you don't, and I both. Yeah, very upset. <laughs> very upset. But uh, for for me, uh, Kev, right country, wrong player. Um, I'm Fabinho. I'm a Fabinho guy. I think he's been incredible. Yeah, it's a good show, We've man. been. I mean. Yeah. It, there's one thing that, like, and look, part of it's also the, the two center backs. And I, I could say that, you know, we, we could say whatever we want. I, st- I still think Virgil van Dyke is by far the best player we have. Um, but Dan Kennett posted a, an image, something on a stat on Twitter that basically showed the uh, save percentage and chances by keepers in the league. But they only had 19 keepers on it, right? And the one who was missing was Adrian. And the reason why is, he's only faced 17 shots because our shot suppression is so good that we don't let teams <laughs> shoot. Like, yeah, we've been surrendering goals and it's been just kind of one-off mistakes, right? So it's been a little bit of a creeping back of some of the bad habits of players shutting off here and there, but it hasn't hurt us in the league at all. And we just suppress shots so well because of the fact that we don't even let teams really like the only team that's had any sort of period of sustained midfield pressure against us was Chelsea, and that's because it's N'Golo Kante running against Jordan Henderson and Jeannie Wijnaldum for ninety minutes. But Fabinho and scored the goal of his life too. Yeah, scored, scored, and, and look, he rinsed Fabinho for that goal too. Like I'm not gonna, yeah, he did. I'm not, gonna, but and like none of these guys are perfect because there's no, no such no. thing as a perfect footballer but Fabinho has been absolutely incredible and I think he's been really just he's brought our ability to suppress shots and put out fires to an entirely new level as to where I don't think we need to play the midfield that has to do that much that, that needs that much industry anymore because right. he does two guys jobs look at the amount of space he covers during a game 
Look at the, look at the tackling numbers, which are just insane, right? I don't want my center backs tackling a lot, but I want my central midfielder tackling constantly. And he does that. His use of the ball to get us right back into attack is incredible. And as an, uh, he's kind of like an, a, a better version of the player we haven't had since Mascherano, because as good as Mascherano was, he didn't have the composure or ability to use the ball or be as good in the air as Fabinho does. Yeah. Mascherano was more of like a ter- like a terrier. Exactly. Running yeah. around, chasing. Yeah. Fabinho, I, Justin, I think we talked about this on Nina's show, actually, was probably, he's probably one of the most positionally aware players i've ever seen like he's so good like he just knows exactly where to be and like you said sometimes you get beat by like conte rinsed him and you know like sometimes you get beat by players like that conte's also a world-class player um but so like in a positional sense i don't think there's anybody better than fabinho in that position in the league and like cheap plug plug for discord here but if you're on the discord for the under pressure stuff you look at the heat maps that people have and there's just a that dan Kennett puts in there there's just a black hole where, where Fabinho is, if you look at the opposition heat maps, cause it's just a wall. It's so funny to watch. Um, but yeah, no, that's a, it's actually a good shout. He's been, it's, it's sad that he's sort of undroppable and he can't play, you know, 65 games a season, but, uh, um, and he's going to need a rest sooner or later. But yeah, he's, yeah, uh, I, I, I wouldn't argue if he's player of the season. Yeah. It's also, I mean, it's kind of sad also because like the best player probably debutizes his position also plays every game and with, because, our, be- our best, our best, our other best number six due to his sheer versatility between you and all of them, right? I don't trust Henderson or Milner in that spot at all. No, they can't, they really can't move. Can't move enough. Can't. No. Yeah. Like they, like, you know, it, it's Not kind of, I, I don't want, you know, I don't want to say that they can't move enough. Both of them can move enough. They can't move enough quickly and intelligently. It's the, yeah, it's the position. It's the position, the knowing where to be. And it's also like anybody, you know, not anybody, but you can run in a straight line really fast. It's, to cut and cut and go left, right, left, right, and then know where you need to be. So they don't, they're not, but they're, again, though, they weren't brought up to be those players. So you can't really hold it against them either. So that's, that's on the manager. If the manager wants to yeah. play them there, knock yourself out. But statistically, it doesn't show well for either of them. Yeah. So for him to learn how to play in this position so quickly, I think it's sort of, it's impressive from Klopp to kind of kept him away from the team when he first came in while he was learning the position. Because you got in Monaco, he played in a two. Like, he was sitting he next did. to Bakayoko the whole time. Yeah. And that's why they were so good together. So when he came in, Klopp couldn't throw him into, like, into the wolves right away. So he had yeah, to learn so so basically yeah. how to play in a one. Because I know we play three in the middle, but the other two are doing their jobs, and he's kind of left alone. And, you know, he's just kind of taken to – and that just shows his game intelligence that he's – it's – uh. He's just taken to like a duck to water and he's just, yeah, one of the best players so far in this team for the past 18 months. Yeah. Or well, 12 that, months. That, think of it so this way. Is impressive. Only, I, we've only really seen two players get the better of him at any point in time over the course of the last, I, I, I want to say since probably about last February, right? Think of who those two players are. There's N'Golo Conte getting past him against, Ch- for Chelsea. And look, by the way, N'Golo Conte, probably the best central midfielder in the world at the moment. And, yeah, and, the, and that wasn't it wasn't even all his fault to be honest with you. No, that wasn't. It was caught caught that, in between because there was other guys there and he was watching them. Like, are you going to go make a play on the ball? And then by the time he wanted to, it was coming too late. So and Van Dyke should have stepped up on on onto Conte as well. That's so. what I was. Yes, that's exactly what I was talking about. Yeah. And then the other one is Leo Messi, and basically, if Leo Messi beats you, yeah. it's it's fine. It's it's fine. It, it, don't don't view that as a bad thing. If Leo Messi beats you, you're okay. Um, he, he he's pretty good at this game. But yeah, I would say so. <laughs> all right. So before we leave, I am going to revisit one thing: the United match. I want a scoreline prediction from the two of you. Kevin, give me a scoreline: Liverpool and United on Sunday. God, you started with me and you're ending with me first. Um, I just like picking on you, man. <laughs> just because I'm from Jersey, I feel like I'm closed in between the two of you. That's what um, it is. The two of you. The two of you. Did you hear him say it? Oh yeah. <laughs> sometimes it comes out. Sometimes I go Sopr- British and sometimes I go Jersey. Yeah. I don't know. You're like um, a you're like a British soprano. <laughs> That's the worst <laughs> type of soprano. Um. Uh, score prediction. I'm gonna say. I'm I'm gonna say it's a clinical two nil. Yeah. They're not gonna take many shots, and we're gonna put away a couple of big chances and gonna go home. So I'm gonna say. 
2-0. Joey? 3-1. 3-1 to the good... 3-1 to the good side. 5-0 Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, was, I was thinking about saying something like that, but I'm like, every damn time I do imagine. that... Yeah. I don't want to get Solskjaer fired, but it'd be funny if we did. <laughs> it's it's gonna happen at some point. So I, I wanted to end it with this, but I, I I gotta ask you guys this because it's now kind of a fun narrative. How awesome is it to root for the team that ruins other teams? Barcelona's a mess. Spurs is a mess. We yeah. killed Mourinho. Uh, it's kind of we fun. To, if you know, that was I, the best thing. You know what? This is maybe where, this is maybe where we have to give a hats off to Chelsea to be, being the one team that's actually like surviving, playing against us on the regular, and actually like acquitting themselves best. Yeah, I get. I mean, credit to Lampard. I didn't. I mean, so far so good. He looks. Does, that, <laughs> like, does that hurt? Does that hurt to say that? Does yeah, like, it, it does, does that? Oh, yeah, he's man, still a, a shit yeah. manager, guys. It, it, yeah, I don't. No, I, I don't that. think he's good. I just. I think he's. I think he's just sticking to. If you, I mean, management is really, really difficult in any, in any, you know, scope of life, but he's just not making things really difficult. He's not shoehorning players into where yeah. they shouldn't play. Yeah, now, the whole true. Pulisic thing, like, we could do a whole goddamn pot on that. Um, Pulisic should have never went there, but that's, you know, that shit happens. Um, that was a bad move for him, but you know, he's doing everything basically according, if, if, if you had their roster, I'll say, or squad, because there's probably going to be people from other countries listening to this, maybe, wouldn't you basically do the same thing he's doing? Yeah. I mean, it, it's not that difficult. You I test mean, the kids, right? Yeah. So you test Mason Mount. You test – I mean, I, I could have told you Tammy Abraham was a Premier League striker, but you test him anyway. Sure. Yeah. And then you, you got just nothing fit to in lose. The, You have Conte. I mean, come on. And you just fit in the pieces all, all around them. And the, yeah, there's nothing to lose there. You, I mean, that, that's, you know, they, they couldn't bring anybody in. They, you know, you, so you can use that as a crutch if you want to say, Hey, I, c- I couldn't buy anybody. He, he's already a Chelsea legend. They, the fans are already going to love him. Mm-hmm. He has nothing to lose. It's, it's much easier to do that job than the shit show at Manchester United. Oh, yeah. I think it's easier to do that job right now than what's going on at United, what's going on probably at, it's easier, much easier than Spurs, especially now with Lloris basically dead. Um, but yeah, what the fuck happened to him? I, I didn't, I, I missed that. I know he got hurt, but what actually happened? He fell backwards, landed very, very awkwardly on his arm, and dislocated his elbow. Mm-hmm. Oh damn! It looked I, I, very painful. Like, it was an, it was a really I, awkward oh, angle that he felt that that he was moving back at. That's brutal. I didn't see. I, I know. I saw that they brought back Michelle Vorm, but I was like, okay, I know he got hurt. I didn't actually see it. That's nasty. Yeah, I mean, Gazaninga is, you know, not an awful backup either, but that's a, that is a big loss, especially also because I think Lurius is the only guy who provides them anything that looks like even the barest, remotest modicum of leadership. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm completely taking a shot with Harry Kane with that, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah. my favorite player of all time, Harry Kane. Uh, but, uh, but basically, I think that, like, it's an easier job to even do right now than Emery has at Arsenal, partly because I think United Emery is Entirely inept. He's in over his head. But uh, that dude has no idea what the fuck he's doing. There's yeah. a reason he keeps getting fired at big jobs. Yeah, I, I don't he think he knows what he's doing. He went an entire season in La Liga without winning an away game. He lost <laughs> yeah. every single one. Like That's he's good at do. a certain level. Like he's the king of the Europa League. But it's like That's hard I don't to know. do. I don't know what Arsenal are doing. Like their their recruiting confuses me. Uh, in sort of a different way than United's recruiting confuses me. <laughs> like, it's, uh, I don't know. Yeah, re- no, you're right. He it's refuses that- to play his best midfielder. Uh, right? The, yeah, like, Torreira's the best midfielder that you have. Yeah. Play yeah. him. Uh, I, I wonder if it has anything with Torreira saying that he, he kind of wanted to leave in the summertime. <laughs> like, he's, I don't wanna, <laughs> like, he basically was like, I don't want to be here. I, would- I don't know if that plays a part in it, but it's just like now you're just like cutting off your nose to spite your face, like you're you're a dumbass. So I would take Terrera in a heartbeat, but he 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 just doesn't seem like a Klopp player solely because of the lack of height. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but he has that. He he has a lot of heart. He's got the engine. He's got the technical ability. He definitely has both of those. Yeah, he when he comes on, he does make a difference. Yeah, I like the guy, but um. I think, I think this is a good, I think this is a good place for us to end. So, uh, we'll probably be back to you guys before the next international break. Um, hopefully 
the Reds nice. remain a top uh, for for quite a while longer, like into the 2021 season. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice, right? Yes. Yes, it would. We do 101 points over the past 38 games. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's pretty good. (laughs) May City's run of shit luck continue. Thank you, everybody, for listening. (laughs) On behalf of. uh, Actually, you know what? You guys got anything to plug? No. No, no, no. no. We have kids. We yeah. Just, we, no, not, yes. not at all. It's like, <laughs> not unless you want to plug my sketches of different Paw Patrol dogs that my right. dog that my daughter keeps erasing. Right, so yeah. I pretty yeah. much think that you guys are plugging the dual income no kid uh, life. Uh, so uh, I think <laughs> that's a go. that's a good place Enjoy to it end. As long as you have. So uh, th- <laughs> thanks thanks for listening with us, and uh, this has been the American Anfield Index podcast. Podcast Network.